0: In this episode of Man Vs. Marriage, we have a gentleman by the name of Cole Rogers, the Arkansas legend. He didn't tell me to say that, but I'm just going to say. The Podcast. How good do you want your life to be? It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. Man versus Marriage. Welcome back to another episode of Man vs. Marriage. It is I, your humble servant, the Q Dog, and uh, I am live with yet another guest, uh, a gentleman by the name of Cole Rogers. He is from SOM, which is School of Man, and uh, we were just uh, having a quick conversation before this came up, uh, before we started recording, and you used some terminology that I really really like it is uh is it instrument of impact that's right that's uh that's why we were all created yeah. okay you hit the nail on the head yeah and I've I never I've never heard that so um I'm really interested to hear your story um telling you know articulating to us what an instrument of impact is uh want to hear about uh, the school of man uh I know that you are an endurance athlete which is very intriguing as well um but i think the most powerful part of whatever comes out today is going to be our interaction and using that instrument of impact to roll hope back into the lives of our listeners who may have a struggle um in their relationship or their personal life so without further ado uh mr cole rogers um tell us about who you are
1: well Anytime I get the opportunity, because that's what this is, to be on a podcast, I always want to express gratitude. I feel that if we would wake up and express gratitude and go to bed and express gratitude, every single one of us, we will lead the world better than we found it. Plain and simple. Our world needs more of it amen to that so extremely grateful to be here with you extremely grateful for the opportunity as well as the conversation we had on the front end I look forward to developing a relationship with you I have a personal ethos and this will give you an insight into who I am and into my story is that I'm always whenever I walk into a room I'm gonna leave it better than I found it so anytime I am on a podcast in a meeting just an acquaintance I'm gonna leave people better than I found them and I know that's the way you operate too. And the best way to kick off really who I am at the core, and this will give all the listeners an, an idea, is through my own personal ethos, and I do this on every episode, and it always resonates with, with the audience, with the host, uh, but it's, I've already said it once, I say it daily, I say it every morning, it's a prayer of mine, but when you develop an ethos, which ethos equals enthusiasm, yes, it's not a mission statement that you see on a wall, it is your stand, it's your shoreline. It's really a derivative of the Latin word "extonere," which is to thunderstruck someone. It's about astonishment. Mm. But it's something that Mm. is crafted through the fire. It's one of those things that you develop along the way, and it's constantly evolving. And so let me just start off with the ethos, and then we can really get into my story, especially about my marriage with my, my wife, Ashley, who was put in my life for a reason. I didn't recognize that reason until, honestly, this ethos came to life. So here we go. As a man, I will treat every day as it is my last. I will take on the everyday responsibilities as a man with a warrior mentality. I will not exist. I will live. I am loyal to God, myself, my family, my brothers, and my wife, and I will give my all to bettering myself daily. I'm to be the man that my wife dreams of at night but gets to wake up to in the morning. I'm to be the hero and the father that my children need and the man they deserve me to be. I'm a fierce and special breeder brother to my team, and I'm never backing down as life throws its spears at me. Instead, I view the spears as an opportunity to grow and help others with. I have found my why. I'm grounded in my purpose. I'm not lighthearted. I am hearted I'm secure enough to show the world my flaws, but fierce enough to attack them head on. And when I make a mistake, I'll own that mistake and suffer the consequences like a man. I have integrity in every aspect of my life and the humility to not boast about it. I know who I am, and I'm in control of where my life is taking me. I have earned this team's ethos, and I push towards earning it every single day. And I'm actively conquering my core five while helping others do the same. I'm a leader. Whether it be to one or many, I'm called to lead. I've learned to hold others lovingly accountable like a true leader would. My spirit is unshakable. My mind is unbreakable. And when you look inside my soul, you'll see a warrior phoenix. With fire in his eyes and ashes dripping from his wings of rebirth because I'm reborn daily due to the one-second contract I have signed and owned. I'm always pushing forward. I'm never looking back. I take my why, my leadership abilities, my experiences, and I aggressively help other men be free the way I am. I've been blessed with so many gifts that I will not use for selfish gain. Instead, I will capitalize on them and use them for the greater good. And I also understand that by helping one, I can help change the world one life at a time. So that is, that, I always, when someone asks me to tell my story, and I've told it thousands of times now wrote a book about it along with other men who were courageously enough in the school of man to put their story in it i would always launch into the story now i'm starting it off with the ethos because that's framing it up that's not something that is just memorized that is something that courses through my vein that's in my heart it's a part of my soul it's soul satiety at the end of the day but i just didn't come to that overnight you see the path that we're all on as mm-hmm. men and women in our marriage in our relationships in all walks of life wherever you are in this world is not a four-lane highway it's not straight it's full of twists and turns and incredible vantage points when you figure out how to get to that vantage point point. and that's where that ethos came mm-hmm. from so school of man was founded Based, yes, on my story, I'm somewhat of the spokesperson. But there are world-class men and families, it's a huge family, that are in this world to, to better this world through our homes first. And that ethos, our constitution, yes, on. was crafted in the very beginning by myself and a select group of men. That took considerable amount of time heart passion and i just kept going back because so many of us and we talked about this before the podcast do not embrace while we were created and i'm going to give some examples and some 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 testimony today from other men's lives i won't use their names for the sake of their privacy but it will help me teach because they too are instrument of impacts And really, where that started, where that seed that was born, and what I just basically poured from my heart to you and to the listeners and to the audience was I was on my third strike with Ashley. Now, Ashley and I had met, not in the traditional sense. I met her on eHarmony back in 2009 when I was living in Raleigh, Durham, North Carolina. Up to that point, i really never let any other woman in my life get close to me and a lot of that had to do with at 18 i was saving myself for marriage because i saw my son or my son my cousin get his girlfriend pregnant now i grew up traditional catholic like diehard catholic and i'm very grateful for how i was raised in the catholic church uh, my family's Italian Catholic. You wouldn't know that by the, my last name, Rogers, but my mom's a Paladino, and my grandmother's a DeSalvo. So all of those, and there's probably some Catholics listening, understand how the Catholic faith works. So when you when I saw my cousin who got his girlfriend pregnant and he was a senior and she was a sophomore, it did just enough to scare me into not having sex during... Really, 8th, ninth, 10th, you know, when all my friends were having sex and we're having the locker room talk. And we must never forget as men that we are deteriorated children. And we were taught at such a young age to benchmark ourselves just naturally, but also through our media, through our institutions. Hey, athletics, money, sex, and power is how you benchmark yourself as a man. And so when I saw my cousin go through that, I said, you know what, I want to save myself. But when I turned 18, at a party, college party, my girlfriend and I at the time decided to have sex, lose our virginity. And she held that over my head, and I felt an immense amount of guilt too. And that was really the first scar that was placed on my heart from a relational perspective. That I just put duct tape on. I've never been depressed. Hmm. I've never dealt with that. We deal with it in the School of Man Foundation. We know that 40% of men right now are dealing with some bout of depression. Majority of them are not willing to raise their hand because they're too embarrassed to say that they need help. But I'll never forget that fall of my freshman year, I was in the dumps. And you're dealing with a bunch of 18-year-old males, especially alpha males, going through fraternity life and college life, etc. And, long, you know, lo and behold, we, uh, you know, it was just like, hey man, let's go have a beer. You know, they they weren't equipped to have a conversation about any of this stuff at the time. But, needless to say, did I realize that type of damage that it kind of placed on my heart? And I also later found out that she had lost her virginity before that. And so there was another lie that was built upon, you know, and and that was the, some of the pain that I brought into my marriage that I did not, of course, fully recognize and want to explore. Vulnerability wasn't even a word to me at that time. so over the course of 10 years another decade going into the world of corporate world sales production alpha and that's what i am at the core but i was really building a lot of unhealthy alpha tendency shadow sides that we really want to suppress every girl that i would would get in 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 my that i would date i would push them away after 90 days so fast-forward get married and I bring a lot of bad habits into the marriage using Adderall for performance cocaine at times chronic masturbation and just completely white lying to my soon-to-be wife because of shame and over the course of the first five years of my marriage six years of my marriage i have been married now be 11 years next june june 2023 been together about 12. we had two children back to back 12 months apart we had the stressors the financial stressors i ended up leaving the corporate world started my own business went from making what i you know 130 grand to 60 grand and then in a year went to zero blew out my achilles building this business had my mom driving me around to cold call on other businesses. Child's born. And this should give you a telltale sign of where I was at the time. More emotionally than anything. The night before my wedding, mm. I'm limping around on my foot because I'm still in recovery mode from my Achilles that was not repaired properly. And I go and get just slammed. Because that's what I thought, hey, I'm the last night of a free man you hear that growing up and that's complete crap
0: Yeah.
1: and i go get slammed and then at around midnight or one o'clock i can't remember the time i go in my wife's room to try to get some play and all i did was leave her bawling her eyes out i did not go to sleep that night i just ate more adderall all i could think about is how am i going to pay for this marriage how am i going to support her that's all i could think about obsess over took more Adderall Mm -hmm. go to Costa Rica for my honeymoon she starts her period she wouldn't have sex we we didn't want to have sex so I thought hey you know what about oral sex and then left her crying in the shower because I didn't realize that she was taken advantage of when she was 19 that's how my honeymoon went that's how the start of my marriage went fast forward I remember telling her, I was like, I don't think we should be married. (laughs) This is a girl that just moved from North Carolina to Arkansas. So I'm just sitting here paper cut after paper cut. Not even paper cuts, deep cuts. Deep, 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 deep cuts. Yeah. Based upon these things that I have accumulated along the way and the masks that I have put upon myself and who I had started modeling my life after. And then, lo and behold, she's pregnant with Ava Madison she shows me the pregnancy test, and I throw it in a bush. Now, every, I've told this story countless times. And people always talk to me. It's like, man, do you not ever feel regret? It's like, I look at him. I'm just like, hey, I can't go backwards. Like, I can't change what I did then.
0: You can't go take it I out of the bush. I can't take it out of the bush, right? <laughs> right.
1: I, I certainly can't. God knew what right. he was doing crazy enough when I found her on eHarmony. He knew that she would be the only woman that would not let me bulldoze through the relationship The only woman that was going to bring me to my knees to make me focus on the things that matter most But I didn't realize that until six years down the road Ava Madison is born in flat lines On the table flat lines her umbilical cord is kinked like a water hose. And it made its way out before she could wait, make her way out of the birth canal. The nurse literally held Ava Madison in Ashley's womb in, until they got her back in the operating room and had to do an emergency C-section. So, wow. so that was really, and we were just talking about family and just you know depth of family and kids and what comes along with that. Well, you got to remember too. On my at that point, I was not making any money. Now, I never questioned myself. I never looked at myself as a failure. I never. It's just I'm in grind mode. I'm in like, hey, I've got to support my family now. So what did I do? Poured more energy, more heat into the business, and I had to do it because basically I got to buy formula. I had to buy food. I had to pay for my mortgage. I had to do, uh, you know, just do the things that you're supposed to do as a provider. And, right. But with that being said, Ashley and I just continue to grow further and further apart, further and further apart. And Landon's born twelve months later. So there's my beautiful puppy.
0: I got four downstairs and they always interrupt yeah, my thank podcast. You. So <laughs> yeah, it it's life. life. This is uh, this
1: is the real deal team. This is the real deal. Melman Mel mailman shows up, dogs barking, landing staring at me. But anyway, as we continue on <laughs> as we continue on, but that was you know, that was the telltale sign. and business started to get better, but my marriage was not. My marriage became a very sexless marriage very absence marriage i mean when she was pregnant with landon i was in oxford mississippi for an old miss game and i was doing cocaine off of a counter went and partied on the square and anybody that knows anything about the south like sec football is king and yeah i know i saw that shirt earlier so but uh (laughs) but you know but that's what that's where i was i mean i I basically went out and party came back to make her a cup of coffee and she was pregnant with landon i didn't know and i was pulled over by a state trooper on the way and he let me go because of the death stare she gave me he's like brother i don't there's nothing i can do that's going to just get you that's going to be worse than what (laughs) she's about to lay in your your backside and he was right but i dissolved all the trust in my marriage. There was not an amount of money and in the business started to turn it started to grow and income started i mean amazing things started to happen you end up getting what you focus on what you obsess over and but her and i were were ships passing in the night it wasn't until and i finally started getting my stuff together i finally st- Got tired of looking at myself in the mirror. I did not know how to hold my children. That's the truth. I did not know how to connect. Mm. You know, date night for me was like, hey, how can we have sex? Very selfish, very one-sided, if you will. And it really wasn't, about that four-year mark, five-year mark, if you will, I started making a turn. I was too addicted to distraction. I was too addicted to stress. I was my body was breaking down. I didn't care for what I looked like in the mirror physically because I've always been physically fit. It's a big thing for me. I hadn't ran a mile in over four years due to the Achilles tear. I had mental blocks because of it, and I had two surgeries. I almost lost my right leg to staph infection. So accumulated all of this and in, in, in debt. These first few years, and I just got tired, man. Just got tired. There was a call, so I went into reinvention mode. And, and as an Arkansas boy, meditation and all that was foreign to me. So I went out west, linked up with some seals, really yeah. dug into my spiritualism, my spiritual side, because I had nowhere to turn to. I had nowhere to. I had nowhere to turn. I had to do a radical thing for me at that time. And remember, it's me. I'm not comparing myself to anybody else. I just cared about voting for my superior self because I was losing it all. We'd been in therapy, been working through it, found a phenomenal therapist, but I still struggled with white lying, put down everything else. We would have little glimpses of a phenomenal marriage of what it could be. And she would even question me at times. Like, I don't think you really love me. I question Mm. if you love me. And there are still times in our marriage right now We're not perfect that she questions that. Right. Just because of how, of my energy. Our energy is our greatest resource. And what broke me was when I went through hell week as a civilian. And my teammate died. Mm. And she was there. She saw it. We were one of nine out of 50. I was traveling this path alone and and you know what I'm grateful I was traveling alone because that's what was meant to be at the time for me but Kirk woke me up and said you know what brother you cannot do this alone brought me to my knees and here's why he showed me what it looked like to actually live and not exist there are people in this world majority 99% that live the same week a thousand times over and they call that living that is nothing short of a miserable death. It prompted me to be on a podcast, my very first podcast interview, and it's actually a radio show. It's a large Christian radio show here, and I told my story like a two and a half hour long form podcast, live radio show. Just let it rip. Wow. Now we've been in therapy for a couple of years. She had never heard any of it—the cocaine, the Adderall, whole nine yards. I just felt very liberated to get on a mic and it had nothing to do about money. It had everything to do like I just a guy just he left this world. I have no excuse anymore. Very, very crazy that I meet her on and I meet Kirk on the West Coast. And I'm going through this full on rebirth process. Little did I know it doesn't it's not a weekend that's gonna change your life. It is it's, it's the endurance behind life that's going to change your life. Yeah. And I told it all. No shame, no guilt, no filter. And she had not heard a word of it, so cognitive dissonance kicked in. And I left her crying again for the multiple time. You've heard of, I gave you the story about, and I'm leaving stuff out too, but, I, you know, just the pregnancy piece, the old Miss piece. I didn't even talk about how I would just be, you know, Put her down to make myself fill up without realizing it holding the money bag over her head someone else would have left yeah and she had already said hey i'm i'm out here i'm going back to the east but that man saved my life he gave me zero excuses and then when we went back to therapy jc mcdaniel who i love and adore Combat Marine. Look me, square me up. She's crying, balling her eyes out, points his knife hand at me, says, unf yourself, and that's in my book. And it just is like an arrow pierced through my heart. It's like, hey dude, you've lied to me. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter how much money you got in the bank. It doesn't matter how well you're doing, seven figures, whatever. None of that crap matters. Here here you have the woman of your dreams. Balling her eyes out again quit wasting my time I'm not responsible for your results you are when are you gonna wake up to that and that's how that ethos started and that's what the moral of that piece of my story mm. is and I actually just recorded a, a solo cast a podcast myself on magic moments and so over the course of the next five, six years... I, and I saw a major problem. I saw a major problem with men's groups in, to, in today's world. It's really easy to uh, to mistake movement with progress. And it's really easy to put yourself in an easy group. To show up every yes, third... that is a great it's word. It's just really easy to put yourself in an easy group. And that's not what I needed at the time. I looked and I, I, I just looked at the landscape and i said we've got a major issue here and if it wasn't a business mine i was like i i have to be very unreasonable if i could go through hell week then i can take this head on she's giving me one last shot one last shot mm-hmm. kurt gave me no excuses now one last you going to disrespect that man you going to ex- disrespect your grandmother who means so much to you absolutely not this is your path and that's how School of Man got it started. It, was never, it wasn't even called School of Man at the time. And that's—and through that process, my friend, that's how that ethos started coming to life. And it became such an identity shift, such an identity shift that, that it courses through my veins. Like it's who I am. It's my spirit. Yeah. It's the spirit of Psalm. It's not me, and that's what I started doing. Is like, hey, I don't want to be in an easy group. I also am not going to go and spend twelve fifteen thousand dollars for a seventy five hour weekend that promises me lasting change when that's complete bullshit. There, it will give you perspective. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. So true. Don't get me wrong, it'll right, give you perspective, right. but I needed something that was linear in progression. That was extremely hard, that was going to require me to be an unreasonable man, that makes the world adapt to me. And that's how everything got its start. Magic moments started occurring along the way. Adam Pratt, in, in School of Man, mm-hmm. and this is in the legacy world of psalm the genesis of psalm we would have a monthly what we call warrior box mission it'd be like doing taking a log to the capital in downtown little rock which is three miles bear crawling for a mile just absolutely out of this world things that people think impossible we convert to possible but what that does for men is it gets us back into the, the primal power that God gave us all, and it allows us to be open and transparent Absolutely. and vulnerable with one another. We started building this curriculum and lesson plan on everything we see in men and helping us rewire how we do things, even the most highly performing, successful men, reminding them of what their valleys are and could be. But the the the, the change started to happen when Adam Pratt, class one, brought in a Captain America suit for me and landon who he asked me to get because we always train at 4 30 in the morning he said hey bring your boy And he was four at the time we had a nerf war now i can do burpees i can run i can you know i've got that in my arsenal and that was a whole transformation process for myself through this entire story that i can shoot i can go down that that mm-hmm. road really deep but that was the hardest thing i had to do at the time actually playing with Landon, Nerf War, five in the morning once we got there. But thank God, because we found out in January that he's autistic, and we talked about that. Yeah, Magic moment. And then last week, magic moment was Ava Madison curling up in my arms, in the bed, in her bed, getting ready for school, and says, Dad, you're the best man I've ever met. You, I, I love mm. you. I love how you treat mom. Yes. Uh, I know that you're, you're not perfect and you talk about that. And uh, I just want you to know I love you and I'm thank you. i thankful for you. This went on for like three minutes and I just sit there and listened. You know, but that, wow. what I tell guys all the time is like, hey, everything in my life up to this point has happened for me. Not to me. I'm not a cynic. Everything's happened for me. These things along the way, I was built to be different. A virtuoso, if you will. Mm -hmm. Someone that does things uncommonly well. And there in that bed, my daughter kisses me, hugs on me, tells me I'm the best man she's ever met. She's like, Dad, I know Mom and you didn't have the, the, the best marriage. And she's 10. We're very vulnerable with our children we're all we all believe in therapy we believe in in yes. the emotional side of things on top of the physical and you know the four interior empires your health set your mindset your heart set your soul set that's what we're always preaching in here but i'm an ultra vulnerable perfectly flawed yes. dad and that's wonderful. yeah you know and those I are the mean, things but what i have to tell guys it's like no matter where you are and this is the hope factor we talk about you have to embrace the process. It is going to absolutely be the most beautiful ride, but it will be the hardest thing you've ever done. Whatever that process is, right? quit hit, hitting the reset button, starting over and starting over and starting over. I've had to barrel through more shit, and I'm so glad I did. And it's always gonna be hardest in the beginning. Where I was at that time, Mm -hmm. it was so hard because there's nothing I could say it was at this point where I could only show and it was death by a thousand paper cuts in reverse and it was reciprocating to my wife without expecting anything in return it was me detaching from the superficial parts of my life that became very very important to me to where if we lost our biggest clients and our bank accounts dried up would we still be together Throw a match on it, burn it down. Get a rucksack and some boots. Have your wife and your kids and just live in f- pure bliss. That's freedom. Mm. That's freedom in my book, right? You Don't get me wrong. Life wants us to have an abundance of money, just like there's an abundance of lemon trees and stars and flowers, etc. But what life is going to require of us is what I've learned as I've turning myself into more of a warrior monk, wise sage type of cat, is you're always going to be a caterpillar that has to come convert himself into a butterfly. Rebirth is a requirement to get the most out of your marriage and get the most out of your life. And and, and those are the things that along the way, brother, that I have learned, and I'm still learning. Ashley and I are, are far from perfect, but like you and your wife, we lean into that. We lean into the 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 vulnerability Mm -hmm. side because it brings us closer together and it's so crazy and I'm sure you've experienced this the people that start showing up on your doorstep and it's just like this is what I was built for and you have to be very conscious with your energy but this is what I was built for Mm -hmm. so there's my story and there's the root and the in the genesis of uh, of the ethos that that keeps me centered and, and keeps me grounded hopefully I did it justice and and puts things in perspective because I'm big on perspective for the listeners out there
0: yeah no I, absolutely and I, I really really wanted to step out of the way and allow you the platform to just tell our audience your story and it's a very very powerful one and I know you know you you curated it for the time and didn't get into a ton of details mm-hmm. on on many things and the beauty the beauty is is that your story is out there in detail in many places and we'll make sure to put it out there for people to hear um there's so many things that i want to that i want to unpack i just want to commend you um i want to commend you i want to commend your wife which i never i didn't tell you this my wife Jeannie's in the background she's listening um she's a part of my podcast we do the podcast together all the time and i failed to mention that she's sitting back there with earphones on so um my apologies there but um you know, I commend you because you had every excuse and I hate excuse, you had every excuse, and so did Ashley to mm-hmm. walk away. Oh yeah. Um to we call really it, thought quits about it too and go start over again. And yeah, and it's it's hard not to when those types of things are happening. But thank God you didn't and, and thank God you turned you turned inward and uh it you had to have some people with a, and you're big on perspective but you had to have somebody with a different vantage point Mm -hmm. put the knife hand in your chest and say enough is enough um and for our you know for our listeners out there who are maybe getting close to their day one Mm -hmm. um because they're in that place where they don't think it's worth fighting for it's worth changing for or pushing the reset button is is going to be easier because it's more comfortable where did you where did you find that within yourself what was that mechanism to to stand up and to be that man because i'm i'm with you i think god really really does orchestrate those relationships i believe i was made for my wife and my wife was made for me and god has given me you know her heart um and had charged me with its care uh, if you will so where what did you how did you find um the power the energy or the reason to get off the mat and to go again
1: to to repeat what you said in regards to my wife first she is a very special human being Iron-souled warrior. And there were plenty of times, and hear me out, that we both looked at each other and said, is this even worth it? Hmm. Plenty. Plenty floated through my mind. Like, it'd be a hell of a lot easier for me to just go ahead and get an apartment in downtown and let her take half of everything. I don't care. I just don't want to deal with this shit anymore. But yet I'm the one that's the... yeah. <laughs> i'm the one that basically was pretty much causing it don't get me wrong ashley worked on herself too we all we all have something we should be working at all uh, at all times we never i will say this it was never one of those things that we were saying hey we're staying together because of the kids and really in that first part Mm -hmm. of the marriage what i struggled with miley and i think a lot of men do is that when you start a family, and this is for all you guys out there that are just getting into this and starting your family, you know, have some form of God in the center of your life. There's truth to that. Hundred percent truth to that, number one. But number two, get on the same page with your wife. You know, it became very evident mm-hmm. that my children were more important to Ashley than me, and it's because I quit pursuing her. Mm. I'm the one that quit pursuing her, and then we think it becomes automatic. These were the things that were told to me at my reception: "Hey, welcome to the desert. You're no longer a free man." Isn't that a bunch of crap that we tell people? Quit placing your limits on me.
0: Yeah, it's a
1: quit placing your marriage on me. Yeah, because you're not willing to own it, right? And you know for to answer the question it's a beautiful question a very deep question which i love it just got to that place and i never had an affair on her uh she never had an affair on me emotionally or physically you're seeing more of that now unfortunately i'm seeing a lot of it come through the school of men where wives are having affairs not necessarily the other way around but um we both made an agreement, and I will say this is what we go back to. When it went back to our vows, we both looked at each other. To death do us part. Neither one of us have an ounce of quit in us. She is stubborn as hell, yes. and I am stubborn as hell. Although she was gone, I was strike three. We looked at each other. I looked at her, and I said, "And this is how I see things." And you got to remember, you're going to fight how you train. So if your training is shit, excuse my language. When it comes to the fight, no,
0: bring it. It's good. When
1: it comes to the fight, you're going to collapse. You're going to fold. Your mind and your is going to collapse on you. And because I had built up some training, the endurance piece of my life was identity shifts and me finding myself from a different vantage point. And I started gaining all these arrows in my quiver and because we were both stubborn as hell and because I said You know what? I'm gonna give it one last shot because I've not really given it. I haven't gone all in I Haven't gone all in Knowing that on my dad's side of the family is riddled with divorce alcoholism drug use That is in the lineage of my father's family. Everybody pretty much gets divorced not just once, but twice. I started kind of going mm-hmm. through this, this movie in my mind. It's like, okay, do I want a stranger walking my daughter down the aisle? I started really going to a place to where I had to mm-hmm. get angry in a good way about being the number one husband and the number one dad. Because I have such a competitive yes. side in me. It's like when I was bullied as a sophomore in high school when the seniors and juniors kicked the shit out of me on the bus i still to this day go back to that and use that as heat now i have forgiven but i will never forget i use that as heat when the guy that passed over me for a job at keith lee patterson in conway arkansas and you know who you are and i hope you're listening told me I was basically as dumb as a box of rocks because I didn't pass the Wonderlick test. I'll never forget that, and I use that as heat. So I take all that and I activate my chip in my shoulder in the most healthiest ways, and this is me getting fired up. Now I'm facing what I true the true yeah. test, true rebirth of me and my wife and our marriage. Now I'm having to sober up to the fact. That I'm going to lose everything that I work so hard and love. I truly do love. I have to really dive into who I am at the core. So we agreed upon that. We, I gave her her space because the first thing we all want to do is go into fix-it mode. When I had to give her yeah. her space, and that was the hardest thing I did. It was like give her her space. She's going to talk when she's ready to talk. Because I'm wanting to talk about it. Like when something happens, I want to talk about it right now. I want, to, I want to dive into it right mm-hmm. now where she wanted more retreat space just collecting herself and basically it was said and not said that like hey, this is it show me don't tell me And I and I, and I mm-hmm. am fueled by disappointment. I never want to disappoint anyone. Right. I don't. It's, you know, it's just a, it's a healthy motivator for me. Like when I come onto your podcast, I'm, I'm wanting, yeah. I, I want to make sure that when we close this thing out, you say, damn, this guy delivered. And that was the same yeah. as same, same, same as it yeah. holds true with my marriage with Ashley as always. And it's, uh, we look back and it's going to, your most painful times in your life are always going to be your most beautiful
0: Yeah, and 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 I couldn't agree more. Those and it's been said, I've I've heard it said, the places of pain in your life is where you will mm. reign in this life as well. Um, and you're doing that. And I I wanted to know what your what your moment was because I had to have that same moment for myself um when it came to, you know, kind of sobering up to the idea that this is yeah. not what I signed up for. This is not what yeah. my wife signed up for. And we could continue on as roommates um, or we could actually do what we set out to do. And I'm glad you brought up the vow because, you know, that's something that I, that's very important to me now. And it's something that is is lost in current society is being yep. a man of your word and, and and your word is your bond. And you say what you mean and you mean what you say. And there's something powerful to that. Um, and just looking, you know, you talked about what your, what your experience was that got you off the map. For me, um, I had heard, I was listening to a podcast and they talked about the funeral experience, which I'm sure you might've heard before, but you know, what, what do I want those most important people to say about me, you know, as I lay there at rest and am I doing things today that is investing in that me? That i want to become and you know just listening to listening to what you're talking about the ethos um as you articulated that you know it it, as we used to say when i coached football it made me want to run through a wall because that is it's it's like it's no longer um something that's outside of you it's something that you have become and uh the kind of the picture in my mind is you know how spider-man gets bit by the spider (laughs) and all of a sudden You know he has a he has he's got a new dna and that's and and i wrote it down here it's like you've been you've been bitten by the ethos Mm. and it's Mm. a part of you and it is who you are um and as you walk this out i mean what greater honor um one of the greatest honors you could ever have is for your daughter to say those words to you it it, Um, it, it
1: validated and i'm not addicted to validation so i our world is getting to a place, and thank God there are people like you and your wife that are doing this podcast and impacting so many people and their families and their homes. You know, Mother Teresa said it best, if we were to all clean our doorsteps, we would have a clean world. Mm. And yeah. the life of mediocrity has been institutionalized, and... What I mean by that, it kind of goes back to the vows and the contract. I'm a big believer. You know, the greats, the legends, the virtuosos of this world, we will never sacrifice our standards. I've done it. I've cut corners. We all have. I'm not perfect, but now I'll never do that. That's where that ethos comes from because it reminds me of what, you know, in, yes. in, in hitting on all cylinders, which is not, which I am, I always have to remind myself where I come from. <laughs> At the end of the day, but I will never break a contract. And that's what that vow means to me. It's like, hey, I shook your hand, I looked you in the eye. Yes. I'm going to over deliver at this point. Now it's game time, right? You've had these first six years, it's game time. No more messing around. Mm-hmm. And that's what, and I'm a big, not just on the funeral exercise, and this is for all the audience to do too. And this is what we do in Psalm a lot. The funeral exercise has been around for thousands of years. It has. It's been around for thousands of years. What I want you to do is take deep breaths in and visualize when you walk up to that casket, who is in it, and it's not you. Your wife, your daughter, your son. That will really sober you on where you are right now. Grown men break down in tears when we take them through that full visualization because we get you to that point because you think... It's going to be you, and then all of a sudden you open it up, and you use their child's name, and it becomes something totally different. And those were the things Mm, in this. That rocks me Yeah, and it should. I mean, it rocks any of us that have a soul. And those were the things in the beginning that I continually do. Continually embrace silence. Continually meditate and visualize for hours upon hours to make sure that I'm staying on the path. And that's something that Ashley understands. Ashley understands, too, that I'm a different cat. I'm a weirdo at the end of the day, and I love it. And she loves it, too, but it drives her insane. But that's what she signed up for, right? Because yeah. she, knows, she knows her yeah. husband is going to be there when the gunfire starts. That's just who I am, and I just don't have that type of quit in me. Mm-hmm. So...
0: Yeah, it's, and it, that's one of the things that I definitely love about what, uh, what it is you're talking you know, to the audience about and what your story is um, when, it comes to, when it comes to that word, when it comes to basically removing the excuses in your life and getting up off the mat um, and your willingness to change because I think all too often you know, with us guys, it's like, well, this, you know how I am it's, this is just me. This, this is who I am. And I, my, my charge when I come back to that um, with people in my life is that, yeah, that's who you are, but it's not who you have to be. So I, I, what my hope is, is that, you know, our audience that's listening, uh, no matter where you are in your marriage, whether it's, you know, hey, we have a good marriage, but we want a great marriage or my marriage is crap. and, And, you know, it seems like my life is in shambles. I think what Cole articulates and demonstrates: is if you're willing, there is a way. If you're willing to look yourself in the mirror, if you're willing to make changes and not live on excuses, there is a way uh, to redemption and to to reconciliation. I mean, both parties obviously need to be willing, but for you to become, for you to become that man that your wife and your kids deserve. For you to become the man to honor the gift of life that you've been given, there is a way if you're willing to go and do it. And just by listening to your story, Cole, I mean, you you talk about the depths of despair. That's 20,000 leagues under despair where you were, and you found a way to motor back. And, you know, I honor you. I honor Ashley, um for what you have become and what you're you're consistently becoming in honoring your relationship and your family and not only are you doing that you're also teaching other men that it's possible to do the same and I man I commend you for that um, I, I respect and appreciate that you're doing that well, I appreciate um, it and I want to make sure that you know that I appreciate it my friend. yeah absolutely um, yeah and so Maybe that's a good resting point there. Um, Is there, is there, where can the guys find you? Because I have one particular listener in mind that uh, I really, that Jeannie and I have been working with kind of coaching through. And I truly believe um, that he can learn a lot, you know, from Psalm and and from the things that you do. He's, he's a endurance type athlete as well. So where can, uh, where can our listeners find you? first, any of you
1: would just like to reach out to me personally, just shoot me an email, Cole at Schoolman.live, and I have several listeners that shoot me an email. I respond, and it's actually me. It's not a bot or a, my own copywriter. Might take me a minute because I do get some emails, but I love connecting more than anything. Right? It's what God put me on this earth to do. But where you, where I'd like for you to also start is go to Schoolman.live. Take the battle guide path that's something that I created and it's in our new platform called the path that we're going to be releasing soon that any man can get access to and it's incredible school of man is built like jiu-jitsu and or like which we've learned through school freshman mm-hmm. phase sophomore junior senior master level and we've been building this over five years I'm a big believer guys that Find your masterpiece and work your masterpiece versus making a thousand little pieces of something that's not great. And what we've been working on with the path is going to allow you to get access to some of the most greatest content and training that we have built over five years and get involved in the School of Man, which is a very active organization. We're not big. I don't want it to be big i am it's a very mystery group and i want it to be where if you're inserted in some because we are proximity that you're going to better men just like they're bettering you that's the point right so there's the first thing go to school of man dot live outside of reaching out to me start on the battle guy path follow us on social i don't post a ton on social my marketing team jumps my butt because of it but When i do post it's because it's going to have a tremendous amount of impact i just i detox from digital stuff that doesn't serve me guys and that's just the facts i know that's the way to get to everybody today so follow me too you can follow me on instagram facebook i'm active on linkedin because i have a very big presence in the professional community because there's so many businessmen dying in their business right now so follow School of Man, follow me, get down on the battle guide path, use your rifle versus shotgun, that's what we say, and then feel free to reach out to me, but be on the lookout for the path. We've got, this week right now, as we record this, we've got Hell Week, and it's all about perspective, and there's three missions. Sleep on the floor with a pillow, right beside your bed, in a light blanket, 24-hour fast, and do 25 burpees in a restaurant with your family there's that type of stuff that we throw into the mix but there's so much that the school man has to offer that's good stuff yeah there's so much the school man has to offer but that's just the best place for guys to get started
0: that's excellent and uh, i'm gonna i will make sure um to put a link in our show notes to that so that uh so the guys can reach you and um it's interesting that you, uh, that you are active on LinkedIn and, you know, I have put the podcast out there a few times, um, and we'll close it out soon. But I, you know, I, I think you're onto something there for sure, because I've, some of the things I've posted on LinkedIn and say, Hey, maybe you're great at business, but you're not great at relationships. Man, I will tell you, um, and all you guys understand yeah, that, uh, on that point,
1: all you guys that are out there listening, if you are not leading with vulnerability on LinkedIn, you are missing the boat, brother. There are people starving for not the corporate, politically correct posts that are out there. They want to see raw and real and not the Instagram filters either. But that's just a business tactic. And that's the stuff we talk mm-hmm. about in SOM as well. So SOM a full integrated program. It's the most robust program out there in the world for men that hits all four interior empires I talked about earlier. But on LinkedIn, it's worth it i've seen i've seen a lot of impact there
0: there you have it that's awesome i really appreciate that i'm uh i really appreciate you coming on the show i hope uh i hope we can run it back again sometime Absolutely. and um you know if you have anything new coming out or uh just a message that you want to you want to put out to the audience the show is open to you um extremely I really great. really have enjoyed our time today and it, your story and thank you for telling it um and uh yeah i think uh anything for me outside of gratitude everybody leave people
1: better than you found them you do that we're gonna leave this world a better place
0: i totally agree with that well thank you very much cole i'm i'm glad you've been on the show and uh, look forward to getting this show out and uh, i know it's going to impact it's going to be an instrument of impact uh in men's life for sure for sure. All right. He's Cole Rogers. I'm Quincy Moran, and this is Man vs. Marriage. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? You got to live on purpose for a purpose. It's truly really about becoming the best version of yourself it's possible. This is Man vs. Marriage, the podcast.